Time now for the Business Spotlight here on the WMAY News Feed, and it's sponsored today by the SIU Center for Family Medicine. We're joined today by Zach Sims, physician assistant with SIU, and the subject is a timely one with summer approaching, lots more time in the sun. That potentially means more sun exposure, sunburn, potentially worse things could happen with too much of that. Zach, thanks for being here with us. It's great to talk to you. It's it's really important because a lot of people are going to be spending that time in the sun this summer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I just want to start with with maybe just some uh, you know basics about this. I try to get out into the pool as much as I can. I'll inevitably uh, have a, a sunburn at some point, even though I think I put on enough sunscreen and think I've gotten it everywhere, but inevitably it'll happen. How big a problem, how big a risk is that for people who might get the occasional or sporadic sunburn or, or even people who uh, are, are just you know kind of tanning routinely? What are the potential hazards? Oh, well, um, that's a good question. Uh, it's a lot more hazardous. The younger you are, especially folks that get a sunburn at less than the age of 18 years old. And um, uh, people that are fair skinned, uh, light eyes, uh, they're, they're at a higher risk for uh, skin cancer, uh, particularly um, uh, UVB rays. So uh, one of the things we want to talk about, of course, is protecting against that. Sunscreen is uh, something that is very, very important there, uh, but there's lots of different kinds. I know I myself have uh, put on waterproof sunscreen only to find it wasn't really all that waterproof. So how do people sort through and find what's really uh, providing the best protection? Well, a lot of doctors would tell you that the best SPF is, is the one that you're willing to put on every day. But um, the American Academy of Dermatologists, they have uh, three recommendations. First, they recommend uh, SPF of at least 30. They recommend that it be broad spectrum, which means that it covers both UVA and UVB rays. And they also recommend it, that it be water and sweat resistant. In 2012, um, the FDA did not allow them to say waterproof. Uh, they're allowed to say water resistant. And that's the three recommendations that uh, dermatologists have. I, I know that uh, spray sunscreen uh, seems awfully convenient and get applied a lot more quickly. Uh, is it as effective as rubbing in a sunscreen lotion into your skin? Does it make a difference one way or the other? Uh, the, the, the two main things on application are the amount. Uh, they suggest uh, around uh, one ounce or a shot glass full to cover uh, sun-exposed areas and uh, how often that you apply it. So for your best water-resistant, sweat-resistant SPFs, uh, you know, they, they recommend 80 minutes to two hours uh, for reapplication. And if you could talk a bit more about SPF and, and what that means and refers to, you mentioned 30 or, or higher is best. I know they can go as high as 50 or even uh, 100. Uh, do you need to uh, make sure you're not ever tanning at all? Is is some level of sun exposure okay and, and minimal or no risk? Again, what's the, the best way to decide? Well, SPF, is it stands for Sun Protection Formula. And uh, we do know that uh, ultraviolet radiation, uh, specifically B, uh, causes uh, different types of sun cancer. It causes uh, uh, skin aging and uh, uh, certain types of uh, sun spots. Uh, so um, there's uh, you know a few different um, 
practices that we can take. And it's recommended that you don't go out into the sun during during its peak hours between 10 and 3 in the afternoon. When able, sit, sit in the shade. And you can also wear sun protection clothing, hats, shirts, things like that. We're talking with Zach Sims, physician assistant at SIU Center for Family Medicine, about protecting yourself against the sun this summer. And as you noted, the objective here is to prevent people from uh, being exposed to the sorts of UV rays that can lead to skin cancer. Now, explain uh, that and how do people know if they may have something that could actually be skin cancer? How do you uh, monitor for uh, that possibility? Sure. So there's uh, basically three types, main types of skin cancer and uh, squamous cell, basal cell, and melanoma. Um, And um, so let's talk about squamous cell. A lot of times you'll get these precancerous lesions called AKs, uh, actinic keratosis. And they're a crusty type of a small area on your skin that can grow rather fast. Uh, They just suddenly pop up and then they might bleed sometimes and become dry and they just don't heal. That would be something that you would be suspicious for and want to go see your doctor for. Um, Basal cell they are a um, lesion that you just noticed uh, one day that might be pearly color and you might be able to see some blood vessels going through it that would be suspicious for basal cell and then uh, the one that a lot of people have heard of is melanoma which is the most worrisome because uh, that's a type of cancer that can actually metastasize meaning it can spread from one body apart to the other uh, virtually anywhere uh, the first two can only spread by extension and uh, melanoma it can be the mole that you've had for 15 years and then all of a sudden it starts to morph it could be a, a new type of a mole that is multicolored, purples, browns, blacks. And when we look at melanoma, we use A, B, C, D. So A, asymmetry. So if half the mole doesn't look symmetrical to the other half, that's uh, worrisome. If the borders aren't well-defined or they're ragged or they just kind of fade away, that uh, makes it more concerning. The size of it, if it's larger than a, a pencil eraser, approximately five millimeters, um, uh, that's worry, uh, worrisome as well. And then the, and the color. So multicolored uh, moles, moles that have changed. Uh, that's reason for investigation. And, and I think really important to note, it doesn't require decades of sun exposure to be at risk for this. Even very young people can develop these different forms of skin cancer. Yes, that's a good question. And, and folks that have uh, received a uh, severe or significant sunburn before the age of 18 years old, they're at higher risk when they um, become older in life uh, to develop a, a skin cancer. Uh, Zach, you've mentioned several things people can do to protect themselves from the sun. If you could just go through again, in addition to sunscreen, what are the, the best things that people can do to minimize their risk of this dangerous sun exposure that could lead to skin cancer and other problems? Sure. Uh, avoid long periods out in the sun during the uh, peak hours from uh, 10 to 3. Uh, when you do want to spend some time outside, uh, wear appropriate clothing and put on a SPF that's uh, 30 or greater, that's broad spectrum, and that is uh, sweat and water resistant and apply apply frequently every 80 minutes to two hours. Also a good idea to get regular checkups and to confer with a medical professional about any questions you have or anything you find on your own body that may seem unusual. So Zach, how do people reach you in the SIU Center for Family Medicine? Uh, Sure. We uh, we can be reached just by calling 217-545-8000 and um, you would be uh, uh, taken care of. You can also learn more at siumed.org. Zach Sims, physician assistant SIU Center for Family Medicine. Thanks for joining us here on the Business Spotlight on the Newsfeed, WMAY on 92.7, 94.7 and 9.70 a.m. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.